Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hope you guys are having a great Monday night. And we're asking a risky question here tonight about the Chicago Bears. And you guys are into it. I love it too. The question is... How can the Bears be good this year and not just better? Because better relative to a three-win season last year is boring. Yeah, I did. I did. I just went less Grobstein there. So 3-1-2-6-44-67-67. To me, the most important part would be Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens being good because, believe it or not, I think the Bears' defense is a good defensive line away from being a really good defense. And I know that's also risky after how bad the Bears' defense was last year. But, man, you put you put those, you put that, that puts Justin Jones in line and Andrew Billings, and then a rock-solid linebacking core for the Bears this year, led by Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards and Maybe maybe Jack Sanborn too. Uh Jalen Johnson and Kendall Vildor or excuse me, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson. I mean, you could kinda see the makings of it as bad as it was last year. And of course, the the offense has to be better. But at this point, I think it's not would not be crazy to say that the Bears defense could plausibly be ahead of the Bears defense could plausibly be ahead of the Bears offense. 312-644-6767 is the number. Let's start with Darren in Iowa. Hello, Darren. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I think the defense will be better this year. Now, pass rush, that might be a different story, but I think overall the defensive line is going to be much, much better stopping the run. But my question is, Mark, if the offense is better – if the offensive line is better than a year ago, which we all think it's going to be better, the wide receiving core is already really what really good with DJ Moore and uh, Mooney come back healthy. Sure. And Claypool a second year. There's no reason why Justin Fields can't throw for 3,500 to 4,000 yards. He had 2,200 yards last year with a bad offensive line, no wide receivers, drop passes everywhere. Uh, I, my prediction, I think he's going to throw a damn near 4,000 yards this year. 
<laughs> Ray, man. I mean, uh, or Darren, I should say. I Thanks for the call. And I absolutely appreciate the optimism. So, I mean, that would be something to see a Bears quarterback throw for 4,000 yards on the season. But to your point and to the larger point, yes, the Bears have this year put Justin Fields in a better position to succeed by getting DJ Moore and putting him with Darnell Mooney. And you hope that Chase Claypool will be better this year. And what other... What other any other surprises that might occur on the offense would be welcome too. And the continued growth of Cole Komet, who we know the bears love and, you know, Robert Tunyon saw him flying around out there the other day as well. So yeah, there, there is, I mean, the arrow has to be pointing up for both sides of the ball, but it's good to look into the specifics. Ray is in Orland park. Hello, Ray, you're on the score. Hey, good to talk to you. Uh, I feel like the Bears can have a good season if they just let this offense go, and it should be no excuse. They should, shouldn't average 30 to 40 points a game. You have offensive weapons. You have a quarterback who's athletically gifted. Let him throw it deep. Uh, let, him, let him just do the running back you know, passes to those guys who can catch the backfield. Go down the field. Attack the field. Don't, don't dink and dunk for third down you know, you know, conversions. Attack the field. Score a lot of points. And, and make the defense not feel like they have to win the game. Because if you're going to play that way, you're just going to be improved. The money and the draft capital was invested in the offense. Let the offense win the game. Thank you very much. like the way you're talking. That's a great call, too. And, yes, that is what we'd all like to see. A dynamic offense requires that Justin Fields throw the ball downfield. And Justin Fields was pretty good at that. In college, and you know, I know we're almost at the point where we have to stop re- referencing his college days, but it does give us a good base to know that you know there are certain things that he is back to that word comfortable with, and that he is comfortable throwing down the field is Justin Fields, and there was plenty. I mean, they started real. I mean, in terms of what we saw, and again, we only see three OTAs, and we do get to see the entire thing. But I thought they were really conservative in the first couple in terms of what they were showing us and doing in their offense. But then, like the last one, Justin Fields was flinging it downfield more. Unfortunately, I saw him miss uh, the rookie wide receiver Tyler Scott on a deep attempt. Overthrow. I mean, you prefer I prefer the overthrow over the underthrow. Um, There was that, but he he was on, on the overall okay. With that day, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven the number, and it is Tony in a place that I was yesterday, St. Charles. What's going on, Tony? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I got a crazy prediction. Oh, good. All right, all right. I'm ready, man. Or, or, a, or a premonition. All right, I'm sitting back. I'm sitting back. The Bears are going. I think the Bears are going all the way this year. Oh, they'll, they'll at least they'll at least make it to the bowl. To the bowl. Okay. Um, would it be possible for you to back up your bold prediction? Why? Well, you know what? I just – it's Justin Fields' year. They, they did a lot to improve his, his position, and I think he's going he's gonna to surprise a lot of people this year. I think he's going to oh. settle in, and uh, we're going to see a lot of good things out of the Bears this year. Okay. All right, man. Hey, right, thanks for the call, and I appreciate the prediction. All the way to the bowl. It's okay. You could say Super Bowl. All the way to the bowl for the Bears. <laughs> well, I mean, the division is lightening up a little bit. 
isn't it? The the Vikings are letting guys go. The Packers let one really big guy go. Unfortunately, something is happening that I was always able to just write off, and that was the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are happening. So, you know, they didn't get to the but they didn't get to the playoffs last year. So, you know, but they, they seemed like the Lions came across as a legitimate team last year in terms of they, they probably are going to be reckoned with. We could always hope the opposite, and we could always hope the worst for the Lions, but I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the way it's going to go. I also am not predicting the Bears to win the bowl this year. I don't, I don't see them making that much of a, a smash into things, but with any NFL team in any given year, especially after, you know, last year was their bye season. They didn't care last year. They, they were about losing last year as a 10 game losing streak would strongly indicate to you that, that the winning wasn't the thing. It was, it was setting the new regime, getting everything in the ground and, you know, start to look at what the core might be or some of the core players as things start to move along. And that's the phase that we're in now in terms of the, the next page of of the rebuild, which brings us back to the idea that it's very possible that the Bears will just be a little bit better on the season this year. 312-644-6767. If you want to get in on anything Bears, we're going to start to transition to more of the Cubs. We're going to talk to Brett Taylor here in just a little bit from Bleacher Nation on a you know a Chicago Cubs team that right now is 28 and 37, six and a half games out in the National League Central. They will start a get this. Hey, what month are we? It's June, and the Pittsburgh Pirates, ladies and gentlemen, are atop the National League Central. 34 and 30, first place in the division. Milwaukee right now, 34 and 32. They are game back. Cincinnati, 31 and 35, four games off the the, the first place pace. They're just enjoying life with uh, Ellie De La Cruz. They don't really care about anything else right now. Cubs six and a half back in fourth place, and there's those Cardinals uh, in last place right now in the National League Central. And Jamison Tyone going to be starting for the the Cubs tomorrow against Luis Ortiz of the Pirates. And yeah, Tyone, one of those guys who has been a big disappointment for the Cubs this year, a guy that was you know supposed to be a solid foundation to the rotation and just just has not been. But he he's got it. They have got to figure that out because that is you know just as responsible as anything else for the Cubs demise and man i tell you what watching that game yesterday or at least parts of it the 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 san francisco 13 to 3 win over the cubs it's just there's too many times where at the end of the game we're we're hearing ah another rough one for hayden wasneski you know and i know that that you can afford to try these things and keep rolling them out there, but it just, there's just been too many times where there have been dramatic things happening on his watch as well. The great thing though, about the Cubs, and this is really something that I want to get into with, with Brett Taylor, because we were talking about Kyle Hendricks last week was what Kyle Hendricks did 
on Saturday with the near no hitter, eight innings, a one run ball and a hit. So we'll get into that with Brett here in just a bit. Back to the phone lines, and Dave is in Wisconsin. Hello, Dave. You're on the score. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Great, Dave. How are you? Good. And considering what happened to the Bears last year, that we lost to the teams like the Detroit, Minnesota, and the Green Bay Packers, do you see a different Bears team this coming year that we can beat these teams? (laughs) I mean, the Packers are obviously very vulnerable. With Aaron Rodgers out, I have no, I don't think Jordan Love is the next star quarterback in the NFL or just for the Green Bay Packers, but we just haven't seen enough of him to know if he's going to go out there and just be bad and it's next guy up for that franchise or if he's actually the real deal. But yes, I mean, I I did just mention that, that in the division, things are starting to open up for the Bears and the Lions to be kind of duking it out in the division. But that that depends on, well, just because Aaron Rodgers is gone, are the Packers going to be bad? Eh, there's some evidence to suggest that they might be. Uh, Robin is on the score. Hello, Robin. Hi. I just uh, wanted to say that uh, that other caller called in and talked about the bowl. They're going to make it to the bowl. <laughs> to the bowl, uh, baby. I think the toilet bowl is more of a uh, possibility <laughs> than the Super Bowl. <laughs> But, you listened to Les Grobstein, didn't you? You must have yeah. listened, because that is something the Grobber would say. More like the toilet bowl. Uh, I just think that I'm a huge Bears fan, and I do think they're going to be marginally better than they were last year. But as far as the Super Bowl, I, I just don't think so. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate the call. You know what? We were trying to avoid marginally better on this show. We really were. That was what... That was the goal for the show. How can the Bears be good as opposed to that reasonable take from Robin instead of just being marginally improved? That's that's what we were hoping to avoid on this show tonight. But it it is it is pretty unavoidable. 312-644-6767. We need to break. When we come back. We will bring in Brett Taylor from Bleacher Nation to talk about the Chicago Cubs and Kyle Hendricks and where the Cubs go from here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stay up to date on the latest Chicago news with WBBM's all-local podcast. Everything you need to know about what's happening around. Here's the one-two. Out in front, a swing and a miss by Estremski. Strike three, two away. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. We're going to talk Cubs in just a minute with Brett Taylor of Bleacher Nation. Just wanted to read a few text messages, though, from our previous segment in regards to the Bears. Man, groats. You show sure got some optimistic Bears callers. Yow. That segment was about optimism. That segment was not about can the Bears improve? How can the Bears be good? Yes, that was an optimistic Bears segment. Never say we didn't do it. Um, also, the Bears will be the most improved team in the league. Take that to the bank. That's from the 847. And from the 269, the bowl added some gravitas to Tony's poor prediction. Just saying. Yeah, I agree. Tony called in and said the Bears are going to win it all. They're going to make it to the bowl, he said. Um, <laughs> and then the next texter, not a chance, Tony. So... That's the that's the fallout from optimism about the Chicago Bears. All right, let's talk about the Chicago Cubs now as they are off today and will host the first place Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow. Brett Taylor joins us from Bleacher Nation, also a podcaster for The Athletic Chicago, and he is on Twitter at Brett underscore A underscore Taylor. What's going on, Brett? How are you, man? Uh, I'm, I'm good. You know, I was, I was a little... You know, ready to show you some some bears optimism, but we can we can talk some Cubs pessimism if you like. Do, do you have bears optimism? Because I would like to hear it. This is the night for it, Brett. So if you've got it, unleash it. Well, I mean, there's two ways I think you can be optimistic, even if you aren't over the top about it, and that's uh, probably not going to be too much comfort to listeners. And it's one, you're coming up from the number one pick. So I think you have some room to, to go up, even if there is a dramatic improvement. And then two, the rest of the city sports teams aren't exactly giving us a ton to be enthralled about these days. So you got to pick one. And I okay. think the, Bears, the Bears probably have the nearest term upside. Oh, absolutely. Hey, Bears always have upside in the off season. That's what I have learned <laughs> in, the, in the last five or six years. So tis, tis the season for that, for sure. Uh, Brett, when when you you and I just talked recently, and one of on the radio, and one of the the topics of conversation was Kyle Hendricks and trying to figure out like where it's going from here and what is this the downfall? And then Kyle Hendricks 
they had a chance for a no-hitter, throws eight shutout, one run, one hit. And as we always say, when Kyle Hendricks pitches like that, it was vintage Hendricks, wasn't it? <laughs> I do love seeing that. Like everybody had that holstered and ready to go. Uh, sure. As soon as he had a, a great, one of those great outings where he's commanding his pitches well, he's down in the zone, he's getting a lot of ground balls. I mean, I think the thing I try to highlight about that outing from Hendricks is, you know, it was a tremendous performance with no context whatsoever. You know, eight innings, like you said, 7.2 no-hitter. That's the deepest any starting pitcher has taken a no-hitter uh, so far this year in MLB. I did not have Kyle Hendricks on my bingo card being the guy to pull that off. But much more than that, we're talking about a guy who is barely a year removed from being shut down with a capsular tear in his shoulder that, you know, while it was – I don't want to be so dramatic as to say it was like, oh, this guy's career might be over, but it was definitely in question that he would ever be able to come back and meaningfully contribute to a big league team. I mean, that was a very open question. And so for him to come back and not only look like, yeah, I I can see the bones there still of a decent back-end starter, but to have an outing like he had, I mean, it's just, it blows your mind that he was able to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So now what? Do you look at it and say, okay, you know, maybe Kyle Hendricks is still going to be Kyle Hendricks, or do you look at it as this is an older player who you mentioned the shoulder stuff, and and you say, okay, he's just he's not going he's going to do it every once in a while, you know, you know what I mean? Like 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 a lot of the greats, you know, the, every once in a while they're going to resort to it. Or is there any chance that Hendricks is going to be Hendricks? I think. The fact that that's a reasonable question and discussion for us to even have tonight is like, that's already a win. And, (laughs) you know, I would say the fact that his velocity is back up a little bit now, it's still Kyle Hendricks. So we're still talking about 88, 89, not 93, 94, but for him to be back in that range where he can be a very effective pitcher is really encouraging again, especially post shoulder injury. And I think that he has set the table now that, we can look at him the rest of the way this year and evaluate on the outside. Like, is this a guy that the Cubs should pick up his option for next year? And is this a guy that you can count on still? Is it again, got to keep the right perspective, but a capable four or five in your rotation. And um, that's just not a conversation I really expected to be having this year. And so it's thrilling to me that we're even having it and it's early. I, I, I won't pass any kind of final judgment yet, but, I'm looking forward to observing him the, the rest of the way with that in mind. No doubt about it. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, his value and you start to think about the value of the of Cubs players in terms of what they might bring back in potential trades. I know we got into that a little bit when we spoke, but Marcus Stroman, and I'd love to listen to play this cut for you from Marcus Stroman in, in regards to what he is thinking about the Chicago Cubs and his desire to stay there. So, Leo, if you have that, and I'm sure that Brett Taylor's heard this, but let's listen to it because I want to get your reaction to it. Oh, it's amazing. I love the fans here. I, I haven't been more, like I said, that energy that I get at Wrigley, even when we're at away games, people, the energy that I feel from the fan base is incredible. I love it. I love everything about it. Them getting there 40 minutes early to show me love before my starts, like, you know, 
I feel like that's why we work as much as we do is to have that type of environment. And I feel like I feed off of that motivation and that buzz from the crowd and the people. So I love everything about the city of Chicago. You won't ever catch me saying anything bad. The fan base has been incredible. The tr- people have treated me perfectly. And yeah, I would truly would love to, to, to stay a cub. You know what I mean? You never know how it's going to play out. And I'm also very aware of that too. You know, this wasn't, that tweet wasn't like a, a shot. That was just me being super open and just being real. You know what I mean? Like I said, at the end of the day, I would love to remain a Cub. And hopefully it plays out that way. But at the end of the day, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, and talking about his tweet, that's Marcus Stroman, Cub starting pitcher. His tweet in regards to wanting to get a deal done now and essentially being told, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, not, not right now. What did you think of all that, Brett Taylor? Well, I think it was interesting because it kind of came out of nowhere from our perspective. And um, June, mid-June, just not really a time that you see a lot of uh, extension discussions. But Stroman's not wrong that on a team like the Cubs, um, as you look ahead toward the end of July and the trade deadline, uh, he's a guy who can opt out of his deal at the end of this year and certainly is pitching magnificently and is going to be able to opt out and get another big deal in free agency if he wants. Those are the types of guys who get considered for trades on a team like the Cubs. And so I think it seems like from his perspective, he wanted to be out in front of that and make sure that everyone understands that uh, he very much desires to stay with the Cubs and that anything that might happen from here, it isn't going to be able to be publicly discussed as a situation where it's like, well, he'll never resign with the Cubs, so they have to trade him. I think he's thinking ahead that that's the kind of discourse he doesn't want to see, um, mm-hmm. which I, I get it. Uh, you know, from where I sit, maybe it's a little early for that um, because I do think even if the Cubs have not seriously engaged him in extension talks now, I wouldn't have expected them to in June. I, I think that's really more of a July conversation before you, really start figuring out if the offers are there in the trade market and kind of also get your feet under you a little bit more on your buy-sell decision. Um, So it felt a little early to me, but that said, you know, from a fan perspective, it's sort of, we all, we love to hear that guys want to be here. And um, I think from the Cubs perspective, you know, we've seen this in the Jed Hoyer era and even Theo Epstein before him, they're not super eager to get early on extensions with guys. And and I don't know that this will be any different, but certainly the Cubs recognize the value that Stroman has provided, could provide. Um, and, you know, at, in a context-neutral environment, you'd say, of course you want this guy back for several more years. But it is kind of a loaded free agent class upcoming. There is the potential trade options that you could have. And so there's just a lot that's, I think pretty uncertain that you couldn't I I don't know how far you could go with this conversation now until we get a lot closer to the end of July yeah and it's it's amazing like how like I wonder how thin the the margin is in terms of the way the Cubs are thinking based on what their record is right now they're 28 and 37 they're six and a half games out in the division if they you know were playing maybe a three games under 500 would they would they or we or everybody be looking at it differently and saying yeah if the Cubs could play about 500 that means that this would be the offseason that they could pounce 
and sign somebody long-term like Marcus Stroman and maybe sign another starting pitcher. But do you think it's that thin of a margin when it comes to the way the Cubs are looking at things right now and what their record is and what they think they can be going into next year? I'd imagine that they're probably trying to keep an open mind for as long as they possibly can, especially given the last two years and given the potential selling that could happen again this year. Um, I don't think they want to do that. I, you know, I think it's clear to me from the moves that they made entering into the season that they wanted to be competitive this year. And it may not be full on foot pedal down, you know, all out go that we might see in some years ahead, but I, I think it's pretty clear that they intended to compete. And so I think it's unfortunate that the NL Central is so bad this year in a year that the Cubs aren't kind of floating in that three games under 500. Like you said, I think it's funny you said that, Mark, because that's about the line where if they were, you know, if they were three games under 500 right now, then they're only a couple games out in the Central. And, and probably, <laughs> that's true, too. Which is, which is crazy because that never happens, and yet this year it's just such a bad division. When you, when you introed and you said the division-leading Pittsburgh Pirates are coming to, <laughs> to play the Cubs, what a weird – what a weird sentence to be true. Um, and so yeah. I think ultimately the Cubs are going to want to punt on a lot of the longer term decisions as long as they can, because I think they still would hold out hope that in a month from now, when you and I are having this conversation, they are three games under 500 and, and maybe they end up surprising buyers. at the deadline. I think that's extremely unlikely. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up at this point, but I think that is probably what they are looking ahead over the next couple of weeks and just kind of crossing their fingers that that winning streak that never seems to come is finally going to materialize. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're open to it. They're like, Hey, we'll, we'll spend, you know, but you, you guys, I mean, that was, that was similar to really in, that was always Theo Epstein's sort of message. You know, have you, have you earned Wade Davis? You know what I mean? Like, have you done enough to do that for, okay, you have, you look like you're going to do something. So I'm going to go out and buy. So that does portend well, I think for Cubs fans that they will buy when it really looks like it's urgent. Yeah. And if they have by the end of July this year, you know, if they had conviction in the roster, if, and things have come together where they are because it isn't just about where you are in the standings at that moment it's it's projecting out the final two months of the season like do we think this is a group that can make a run and the olive branch that i would extend to cubs fans who want to be hopeful is that i i really believe the cubs would like to err on the side of going for it this year like i think i don't think they were looking for an excuse to sell again i think they were looking Mm. for an excuse not to sell. And unfortunately the team has just not met that expectation so far. And I, I just, if I'm, if in my heart of hearts, I look ahead and I I just have a hard time seeing them get close enough um, because it isn't just that they're, you know, they're only six and a half games out in the central. That's not a ton. You can make up that ground in a month, but they're behind three other teams. And those teams are, interesting young exciting you know you've also got the cardinals right in the cubs heels dramatically underperforming what they could and should be and so it's hard for me to project out in a month and say the cubs are going to be closer than they are now but i really do believe if they are remotely close i I just think the front office would much rather try you know try to make a run try to get fans engaged try to build some momentum into the offseason to push into 2024 
really important to be reminded of that. That that's that's great stuff. It's Brett Taylor from Bleacher Nation. Um, I'm Mark Rohde here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And not not only Brett are the Pittsburgh Pirates in first place at 34 and 30, and will be at Wrigley Field tomorrow. It's Jamison Tyone going up against his his old team and. I don't know, like just just like a weird baseball thing that I was thinking about as we're talking. Like, I never thought that Jamison Tyone would be gone from the Pittsburgh. I mean, I probably considering the way they run that organization and everything. Like, I really thought Jamison Tyone was going to be a stud in Pittsburgh for a long time. It's just funny the way baseball works and the dots connect to different places. Yeah, he was a superstar prospect coming up. He was. That draft he was in, I'm trying to remember exactly, but it was he was the second overall pick sandwiched between just like what Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Yep. I mean, it was a loaded, loaded draft. And you're right, when he was coming up, it just felt like he was a face of the Pirates. And yes. he obviously dealt with a lot of health issues, and, and they were together through that. And it kind of feels like one of those situations where um, maybe he's going to be one of the rare guys on the Pirates who sticks around. And obviously that, that didn't happen for a variety of reasons, but it'll be interesting. Those kinds of storylines, you know, this week, there's another one on the other side of the coin, which is Rich Hill is going to be starting um, one of the games for the Pirates. And Oh my God. I just chuckle because you never, like we always forget, Hey, he came up with the Cubs. It was like 30 years ago. But, yes. he, you know, it's, uh, it is funny that he has been able to stick around for as long as he has, and he's still reasonably effective. Well, it's so funny because the the comp for him would be in that regard, Jamie Moyer, and Jamie Moyer also started with the Chicago Cubs and then played forever. That's right. The Cubs are uh, cornering the market on bringing up guys, <laughs> bringing up lessees that can stick around for 50 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's definitely a good thing to look at. So Tyon going tomorrow. I don't know what more we could say about him right now with the with the 702 ERA. It's 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 got to get better. And you know, I guess you can give it. You know, still ramping it up from his injury or, or whatever. But do you think it'll even out with Jamison Tyon eventually? You know, I was podcasting earlier today with Sahadev Sharma that we do the podcast there at The Athletic, and he, he made a really good point that, you know, the, the Cubs have signed Tyone to this four-year deal. Uh, a couple of years ago, they signed Marcus Stroman to the three-year deal with an opt-out, so you're making a significant commitment. Two months into that deal with Stroman, he actually was struggling. You know, he, was, uh, he actually was dealing with an injury issue. He had a COVID issue, and his performance was, was really not good. And I think at that time, if you'd asked Cubs fans, they would have said, oh, boy, this was not a good signing. This is trouble. And now, of course, look at us today. We're talking about, hey, should they be extending this guy? And so (laughs) I I try to keep that in mind with Tyone that, you know, he does have a very long track record of success. He's not an ace. He's never going to be an ace, but he has a long track record of, of really stable performance. And I think that for as bad as these two months have been there, there isn't necessarily a lot of evidence to say he's toast or, you know, that he can't come, he can't come back just fine. And so uh, here's hoping in the last three and a half years of that deal that uh, we look back and say, <laughs> Oh yeah. You, you remember those first two months? Those were kind of bad, but boy, you turned it around. Yeah. Yeah. You Darvish did, did it like that for the Cubs sure. until John, in, in John Lester had John Lester. Yes. Uh, open his Cubs career too. 
Oh yeah, everybody was freaking out. I think it was in that that was my first year doing pre and post. And I think in, it was in spring training that year. I think when he had a dead arm. It was like, oh my dead god, arm, he's got yep. a, I guess it did carry over into the season. Yeah, people forget that as as great of a cub as John Lester was, he was in his own head for for the first couple of months of his career. What about uh, what about Hayden Wisniewski? Uh, he, he was part of the wreckage of yesterday's game. Can can he be reclaimed still? Because it seems like there's too many times where it's like, ah, Wesneski just gave up a bunch of runs again. Yeah, and you know when those happen, it's when it's a, a string of lefties up. Uh, you know, I, I'm generally pretty optimistic still on Wesneski because the, the splits, the righty-lefty splits are so pronounced like he's cruising against righties still this year. It's just that the lefties are obliterating him because he doesn't really have a pitch mix that's working against lefties. And I think he may never get over that hump. There are still ways to utilize him as a, as a useful pitcher, probably in relief if he doesn't get over that hump. But when you know so clearly what he needs to work on in order to be successful, mid-rotation type, um, that gives me optimism because it's, it's, it, you know, what needs to be attacked. He may not sort it out this year, um, as he's kind of learning on the fly, developing on the fly, but you know, everybody involved knows that he needs to, you know, improve the cutter or the change up the four seamer needs to have a little more life against lefties, whatever it is. Um, I, I just appreciate knowing because sometimes it's so unclear, you know, you can see a guy is struggling. He's not getting results, but you, as an outsider, at least, you're sort of like, well, what's, what actually needs to be improved to fix this? Um, and in Wesneski's case, uh, kind of like Edward Alzali a couple of years ago, we can see the issue. It's that lefties are hammering him. And so we hopefully maybe they can um, learn a little from each other. And maybe we look back and see that Wesneski has also overcome his issues because Edward's cruising against lefties now. Just requires a little bit of patience, and uh, we shall see. But, Brett, great stuff. I appreciate it. You mentioned that you do the the podcast with uh, Sahada from The Athletic Chicago. Uh, simple as that. Where, where can they go find it if they want to listen to uh, more Brett Taylor in that podcast? Yeah, so it's called On to Waveland. It's the, uh, it's the Athletics Cubs podcast. Uh, Patrick Mooney also does it with us. So anywhere you get your podcasts, you can look for On to Waveland and you can always read my stuff at uh, Bleacher Nation. Brett, thank you so much for your time as always, man. Thank you for having me on, man. You got it. That is uh, Brett Taylor. Again, follow him on Twitter at Brett underscore A underscore Taylor. I think one of the most important things that he reminded me of and maybe you as well is that the Cubs want to win this year or want to be competitive this year in whatever this plan their their rebuild this was a year where they wanted to be competitive and as Brett was saying and kind of underlining they'd love to be in a position where they are spending at the trade deadline as opposed to doing what we're kind of doing right now and picking through the Cubs and looking at who's got value. And, you know, the obvious one is Marcus Stroman right now. So it, you know, again, 28 and 37 for the Cubs, six and a half out. What is the number that Jed Hoyer has in his mind in terms of this team and where he would allow it to be to buy? Right, I mean, and in a, and of course, at, at, again, something that Brett was pointing out too, 
of course, things could change immensely in the National League Central for, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Pirates blast off. Maybe they're the the 2015 Cubs, where they were probably about 34 and 30. They actually, the Cubs probably weren't even that good at this point in 2015. 34 and 30 is what the Pirates are. But point is, is that Milwaukee, with the starting pitching they have, they can be better than 34 and 32. Cincinnati, if they can, you know, calm down on, you know, Ellie De La Cruz, 31 and 35. No, I, I'm happy for them. Uh, they're four back, Cubs six and a half back, and I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals, are they six and a half back too? Yeah, they're six and a half back too. So, yeah, there is room for improvement and there's room for fall off. So, in, in other words. Anything goes in the National League Central. They are that division, if it's not the American League Central. 312-644-6767 is the number. We've got more Bears talk coming up soon with Chris Emma from 670thescore.com. We'll get into some stuff with him, and uh, we will invite you onto the show as well. 312-644-6767 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cup fans, tomorrow on The Score, it's your chance to get in the dugout with the Cubs as we talk. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Do you remember the Marcus Stroman game from just a couple of weeks ago where he was dazzling against his former team, the Mets? You know, Long Island native, and he was very emotional that day because he didn't have a good go at it when he was with the Mets. So he was just very emotional out on the mound, gesturing and just, you know, full-blown Marcus Stroman having fun out on the mound. I know the Mets, the players didn't particularly appreciate it, nor did, and I know this was like a week ago, but but it got me thinking about something. And this is is Joe Madden. Joe Madden had a reaction to that like he didn't he didn't like the stro show he didn't like what was going on he didn't like all that silliness and you know which obviously it really is in his his old school baseball mentality um but it got me thinking and we're going to listen to joe but i'll tell you before we play it joe madden who raved about javier baez a lot must have hated a lot of what Javier Baez was about. Listen to Joe Madden on Marcus Stroman. The grown-ups cannot accept this kind of behavior. I saw Stroman do his little slide to the left after he struck out Soto. We're, we're, we're accepting all kinds of behavior that we should not. 
And to me, it's cutting into the fabric of respect of our game, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Uh, whether you like that or not, if we're, we have to advertise our game based on physical demonstrations after achievement, that's a bad way to uh, promote our game. I mean, I get some of the the, the old school mentality, and you know, you're you're allowed to you're allowed to not want the antics. You're absolutely allowed, but it just made me think about Joe Madden as it relates to Javier Baez, and that that Baez was like that in every way, shape, or form. Now I know that Baez was also, for the most part, an excellent base runner, an excellent defender. We know that he was a bit haywire at times when it came to offensively, but he was all about the flash, man, and all about those things. So I just wonder. I just it got me thinking, man. Does God? I wonder if Joe is in his office a lot of times, just shaking his head, maybe having a red wine after a game, and saying, "God, Javi's got to stop disrespecting the game." So, yeah. Uh, texter from. 309 competitive teams plan and try to win every year see the cardinals yankees dodgers you guys give the cubs a pass they they should be trying to win now well that is interesting i don't think that i don't think that i've given the the cubs a pass i think when it came to planned losing as it was it was ahead of 2015 what i remember about that what i remember thinking was okay this is going to suck the cubs are going to be potentially a hundred lost team but guess what i'm down with anything hey theo epstein you have this team i am whatever that's the point where you're at right as a cubs fan where you should have been at like Okay, you, you spend money, you've gotten close a lot, you've brought in superstar managers, you know, what, whatever it takes. If it means you're going to lose 100 games, be a loser for a few years, then that's fine. And the idea was, the idea of that, of that era, and it, it you know, to some degree it did work, is those two words, sustained success, to, to be as the texter is pointing out, the, the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Dodgers who, yeah, do, do seem to be in, you know, good shape typically. You know, the Cardinals obviously struggling this year. But I think that that's, that was the idea. And they, they have stumbled. I mean, after, you know, they won in the pandemic season, in the shortened season, no fans in the stands, all that. Uh, but continue to fail miserably when they did get to the to the postseason, and then got to a breaking point, and they started trading off and not bringing back players to suggest that that <laughs> it's a rebuild again. So yeah, I mean, you could definitely say that that wasn't supposed to be the way it was, and that they certainly don't. It certainly isn't that. This is not a tear it down to the studs thing like it was in 12, 13, 14 leading up to the revelation in 2015. I mean, that, that, that was never going to be what this was, but it was certainly part of a project for the Cubs to be competitive this year. And that's not where it is right now, 28 and 37. And still, still though, early enough to where if the Cubs are in it, 
could they consider themselves competitive and start to buy? And I think that they would be open to that possibility. So Cubs off tonight. They again host Pittsburgh tomorrow. Jamison Tyone, Luis Ortiz, one and two with a 4.23 ERA for those uh, first place bucks. So we'll get it. We'll get a closer look. We'll hey, we'll decide what the Pirates are all about. We'll get a you know get to see everything about them and how they're doing it and is it legitimate. You can usually can't tell. You know, over a three game series, you can see you know talent rising to the top and does does a team play tightly we will find that out about the Pittsburgh Pirates starting tomorrow coming up in a few minutes here on the score we're going to talk to my guy Chris Emma from 670thescore.com he's covering the bears with me sits right next to me out at Hallis Hall he also writes for Marquee might get into a little bit of cubs with him so Emma going to join us ahead of tomorrow, the start of three straight days of minicamp that we will get to attend to all of them. So we'll preview that and ask Emma the question that we asked our optimistic Bears hour. And that is, how can the Cubs, excuse me, how can the Bears be good next year instead of incrementally improved? We'll ask Chris next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.